If you feel it, you know it. D-Raw Productions. Sports Talk with D-Raw. What's up, people? It's your boy, D-Raw, and I'm coming to you with another episode of STWD, and it's the... People, people, you already know what it is. We got to talk about the damn Astros. You know why? Because... They are the only team in Houston that's amazing me. But at the same time, they are also another organization that I'm disappointed in because I just don't understand what the hell is going on between the Astros and Carlos Correa. And why is the Astros giving him a perfect moment in a time of a game and taking him out the game early and giving him a round of applause and showing videos and stuff like that? Y'all have the money, Astros. Why don't y'all just go ahead and sign Carlos Correa. It's clear we have the money. There's no secret about that, Astros. So let's just go ahead and sign him and get it out the way. Now, I'm not saying go ahead and give him that 10-year deal, 300-some million, because that's just ridiculous. And we all know that Carlos Correa has had a very shaky health situation in his career so far. So I wouldn't even just go go out and just give him no 10-year deal, not for that much money. But listen, Justin Verlander is about to be off the books and Grinky is about to be off the books. That means we are the cash cow this offseason. And look where we are right now without Grinky pretty much. And we definitely out of without Verlander. So we got money to go sign us an ace or two. Let's get the pitching going. Let's sign Carlos Correa because this dude has been here since the beginning of this rebuild. I'm talking about I'm talking about back in 2010-ish when it was him and Altuve and uh Springer and all of them guys, bro. He been grinding with the Astros, so I can never see him go. You got to stay, Carlos. You hear me, man? You got to stay, bro. So, to to continue to talk about the Astros, first I got to say congratulations. We have made it to the playoffs for yet another season. And we're just going to keep kicking ass and taking names because we have to do this. Um, in the first round of the ALDS, we will be facing Chicago. Houston will be the home the home team, uh, taking home field advantage, of course. And to be honest, um, predictions say that the Astros should win in four. So that means it's going to be a clean playoff sweep. But honestly, I'm going to give, I'm going to get a, I'm going to give Chicago mm, two games. I'm going to give them two games because you have to understand what Chicago is bringing to the table. They have talent and, um, they they really you know were were uh, Rondon and and stuff like that. You gotta watch out. They got some nice pitching, man. And um, 
that their rotation is just real nice. Don't be a fool about what the Chicago White Sox will bring. And if you just look at them on paper, they look like a World Series contender. I mean, you got Craig Kimbrell, you got Liam Hendricks, Lucas Giolato, uh, or Giolito, however you want to say it, Lance Lynn. You got people in that rotation in their bullpen that is going to say, hey, if the Astros are not hitting and our pitching is not superb the way it's supposed to be because we got a lot of young arms, the Astros will be in trouble. So I'm looking forward to the Astros winning the game, I mean, winning the series in six. I mean, we had Minute Maid Park, so we're going to suck in that energy. You know, that's a real home field advantage when you're in a juice box. You already know how it go. Um, man, I'm so happy the Astros in there, bro, because when when I think about all these other fools that we got to deal with out here in Houston, bro, as far as sports, and you already know who I'm talking about. But I'm going to talk about them a little later because they don't deserve to be the, the hot topic this time. I'm tired of talking about the sorry Texans, bro. So, um, looking at the predictions of the playoffs, ESPN says that the Astros will win this, this series against the White Sox, and they will push on to the ALCS where they most likely will face the Rays, and they have the Rays and Astros split. So, first they got the Astros, and they saying that the Astros could possibly, you know, go ahead and move on to the World Series. Now, they don't really say um, why they don't think the Astros will win the World Series, but they do say that the Astros have one of the most lethal lineups in all of the sport, and... Our pitching staff leaves something to be desired, but we got a lot of young arms, as I said. When you got Framber Valdez, Jose Rikiti, Luis Garcia, and more coming behind, and you got that nice batting lineup. I'm talking about Yuli Guerrero coming off an amazing season. He batting like three something. Um, you got uh, Correa, Altuve. You got Jordan Alvarez. That boy is a beast. You know how many RBIs he got, man? So, when we talk about Astros, we talking about some some real killers out there. We talking about them boys, man. For real. So, I'm a, all respect to my Astros. Um, hopefully, we can get to the World Series. That's all on the pitching, honestly, to me at this point. Um, if we do, they say that the Dodgers are favorite to win. Hell, they favoring the Dodgers to win, and the Dodgers need to uh, win tomorrow. And they talking about the Yankees, and the Yankees need to win today against the Red Sox. So, Dodgers taking on St. Louis Cardinals, and I got the Cardinals beating them. But, hey, we're going to talk about that on Thursday, you know, uh, after after that game. Because Thursday is when everything really kick off. And, you know, Thursday is also when me and Real Talk Ricks record. So, it's going to be some good events to talk about. This is, this month, man, is, is really finna get rolling, and it's it's a lot of good sports going on. Speaking of all that, we got the Houston Rockets, brother. You know what I'm saying? We out here balling today. Today we start the preseason, and we starting against the Washington Wizards. So I got a lot of expectations just to see Jalen Green go out there and ball. You already know, KPJ, um, Tice, 
uh, Woods, all them boys, man. I got high expectations for them. And if you just wanted to know what the, the lineup will look like, the lineup is KPJ, Jalen Green at the two, Eric Gordon at the three, Christian Wood at the four, and Daniel Tice at the five. So lineup looking nice. Daniel Tice is a better defender, and he's stronger. So even though Christian Wood is a couple inches taller than Daniel Tice, Daniel Tice fits that center position better than Christian Wood. And I also think Christian Wood being at the four will help him in longevity and staying healthy because he don't have to bang with the big boys like that. They can make him a stretch four, stretch him out, get him out of there. And the nice thing also, Daniel Tyson ain't got to clog the paint either because he do got a nice little corner three here and there. So I like the Rockets right now. We ain't talking about Wall because Wall is just somebody that's talking to everybody for $40 million. And uh, besides that, he's going to keep doing that, keep mentoring until we ship his ass out. So I'm liking what the Rockets bring in tonight against this Washington Wizards uh, team, which is a great team to face off against, you know, and just looking at who we might be facing off against. You know, you got your uh, your boys on the Wizards. That's that's pretty solid. You know, you got Kyle Kuzma over there, Montrez Harrell, Contavious Caldwell, Pope. Um, got a lot of talent over there uh, with the Wizards, but not enough talent to just say that they just going to dominate. And, also, we, we got some people that we want to see uh, play a little bit. And we want to see, like, Dante Exum, what he going to do for the Rockets. Is he worth keeping? Or will they cut him after the preseason? You know, all these players, I think it's like 20 players on the team. So, we got a lot of ball handlers now. So, we got to figure out who's worth worthy of keeping and who's worthy of letting go or sending down to the D-League. So, with all that being said, man, Rockets going to ball out tonight. I got the Rockets winning this preseason game, even though it's preseason. I'm just looking forward to seeing what my boy Jalen Green going to do, what Jay Sean Tate going to do, because I'm pretty sure he want to be in the starting lineup. But you know what? I like him on that on that bench, man. I like him out there because now we got a dog that we get to throw out there and uh, go get a bone every time. You know what I'm saying? And then also we still got KPJ on the bench, and we got uh, we got uh, Devin Harris on the bench. You know we got, we got a nice little team. People keep overlooking us, but I'm telling you, man, the Rockets going to be 7 or 8 seed, bro. I'm telling you. Rockets, man. For real. Um, also, speaking about the Rockets, them boys got a new song, man. Bun B, Paul Wall, and Slim Thug dropped the song. It's called Like the Fuse. And actually, I got some of the uh, lyrics right here. I'm going to go ahead and let you know how, this, how these boys throw it in. You know, Slim Thug, he was like taking off like a rocket. And can't nobody stop it. I put in work. I ball hard. I'm everybody's topic. Oh, you know what I'm saying? That's that's pretty cool. Then we had uh, Bun B come in here. And he was like, you know, my young boy Jalen Green is ready for some action. And KPJ ain't quitting till he gets some satisfaction. The future's looking bright because we got some young stunners. So when they in the building, ain't nobody finna run us. Oh, saying that one all right that one all right and then you know my boy paul wall crystal ball man paul wall you know he had to say rep the house like d house hard work pays off kj mark going off man they don't know what i squad about okay you know what i'm saying clutch city got clutch with me got brain freeze from my icy mouth all right so people i know you liking that i know you feeling that 
honestly, we got to hear the real song because, you know, your boy D-Ross is spitting off some lyrics from what I see. But uh, after we didn't had that nice little song, that nice little track that they dropped for the Rockets, guess guess what team ain't nobody dropping no tracks for no more? The sorry-ass Houston Texans. The Texans got beat 40-0 to zero by the Buffalo Bills. The Texans dropped down to 1-3. One, one and three. Um, Buffalo moved on to 3-1. and one. Davis Mills threw four interceptions and 87 yards in a whole game. I mean, I could have did that. 11 for 21, 87 yards, four times throw to the other team. Man, come on. How great do I really got to be, right? Uh, Mark Ingram, he had six carries for 24 yards. David Johnson, five carries for 21 yards. And then they gave Phillip Lindsay four carries, and he had negative one yards. Why am I not in the NFL? Why am I not in the NFL, bro? Come on now. Now, my boy Brandon Cooks, he went out there. He had seven targets, but he had five receptions, 47 yards. He kind of got shut down low-key, but it ain't his fault. It's his sorry-ass quarterback. Um, David Johnson had three receptions, 27 yards on four targets. Farrell Brown, one reception, six, six yards, and so on, so on. Nobody stepped up. Even Anthony Miller, the person that I thought he was going to, you know, bust out and do a little something here, something there. He only had one reception for three yards on five targets. So if you look at the game, it's not really the receiver's fault, honestly. Davis Mills, man, he just doesn't have any accuracy. I mean, I've seen him overthrow so many receivers ridiculously like, bro. What is going on? And why are you even drafted by the Texans in the third round? You have a long way to go, my friend. Literally, a long way to go. Now, when we look at the defensive side, um, hats off to Desmond King and Lonnie Johnson. They balled out. They did the thing. Um, I'm trying to think. Who else impressed me in this game? Guess what? Nobody. Nobody at all. I mean, I guess you would say Cameron Johnson, the, the punter. I mean, he probably played the best out of everybody. Punted five times and kicked for 251 uh, yards on average of 50.2 yards. I mean, the Texans are just horrible. And don't give me that monsoon crap. I don't care how hard it's raining. You're in Houston. You know how many times it poured down in Houston? They need to get outside and play in the elements, bro. The Texans are trash. They need to figure out a way to take advantage of something. They're not good at anything. And this little thing they call a rebuild is not a rebuild. It's not even a retool. They need to just revamp everything. They need to get rid of some people that's on the team. They need to bring in a new quarterback. And they need to uh, find someone to, to push in a, um, some kind of talent on a receiving core, man. You can't have... One receiver named Brandon Cooks taking all the targets and catching all the balls. Bro, 11 men, all they got to do is cover Brandon Cooks just a little bit, and you still going to try to force the ball to him? Like, come on, man. Somebody else got to step up. And just to be honest, Davis Mills is just not ready to be a starting quarterback in the NFL right now. He needs to sit on the bench, okay, my guy? Sit on the bench. Learn the game. Learn the plays. And figure it out from there. But... Right now, the future to me of Davis Mills is third-string quarterback. Well, 
Don't get me wrong, because everything is not Davis Mills' fault. He don't have nothing to work with, and I just kind of said that. He ain't got no running backs. He ain't got no receivers. His offensive line is trash. Uh, he ain't got no tight ends. He ain't got much of nothing. So to really be evaluating him to try to see if he's worthy of that third-round pick or if he's talented is really a bad time for him to even uh, be out there. They put him in a bad position, and maybe if they keep playing him, which I heard for a couple more weeks until Tyrod Taylor come back, he's going to be like David Carr, and he's going to be damaged. So I don't really see a bright future for Davis Mills. Um, they need to go ahead and just throw somebody else out there and, and let them take the hits for him and and let him just practice and, and learn the game, let the game slow down for him. You got to remember, the dude only had like 10 games in college, man, before high school. I mean, after high school. So um, he needs some help. He need a lot of help. But at the same time, those, those veteran players that he got around him, they need to help him, man. They need to get, get his confidence up. Teach him the game. Um, just find some things that work out for them. Other than that, I, I'm tired of talking about the Texans. They they trash. They really trash. And um, there's actually like three quarterbacks out there that they can go get. You got Trace McSorley. You know him out of Penn State. He was pretty talented in college. It would be nice for the Texans to add them to the 53-man roster. Because that gives us someone else that can actually move out the pocket and throw the ball. And also, he has some um, he has some experience playing under David Culley. So, why not, right? Now, you got Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles has had up and down seasons his whole career. He had some good seasons. He had some bad seasons. He's played on very bad teams and things like that. But also, he's another quarterback that can get out the pocket and possibly keep Houston's head above the water, if you know what I'm saying. Because right now, we're drowning, bro. We're really just drowning out here. Matt Barkley. Matt Barkley, he's another dude that, that can move in and out the pocket. Yeah, he a bust, but what, what you know what I mean? What, who else really want to play for the Texans? Everybody keeps saying, go get Cam Newton. Cam Newton's a free agent. Cam Newton has his right to exercise that he don't want to play for the Texans. And if I'm Cam Newton, I don't want to play for the Texans. You you telling me I'm going to sign up for a team where I'm going to get banged up, hurt, and ain't no chance at all making the playoffs. Cam is going to stay at home until somebody come calling that really need him and offer him an opportunity to win something and not just go out there and get banged up. And that's just smart on Cam's part and anybody's part. Nobody wants to play for the Texans because the Texans don't put you in a good position, my friend. And that's honesty. So, moving on. Now, I got to talk about this other sorry football team we got. Only difference is, is they call it football over there in Europe. And over here, we call it soccer. And you already know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the Houston Dynamo. The Houston Dynamo are still second to last in the Western Conference ahead of Austin FC, the expansion team. So as I said before, Houston is really last place. And ahead of Houston is Dallas. So every Texas soccer team is just garbage. Um, also, Houston Dynamo is on a three-loss streak. Um, they have lost three games in a row. They've lost to Minnesota, 
Well, they tied with Vancouver, so that's not a loss. And they lost to Salt Lake City. So, when you look at it like that, Houston Dynamo ain't really got much. And their next game is up against um, Seattle. So, from what I know, Seattle Sounders are pretty good. Um, and Houston Dynamo have no chance. Actually, the Seattle Sounders are number one in the West. So that go ahead. That definitely tells you the future of the Houston Dynamo moving forward. The Houston Cougars are four and one. I was so disappointed in them at first, man. I didn't have no uh, intentions on even believing that these dudes could do anything. But guess what? The Houston Cougars are tied for first in the American, man. Or they're really first in the American because Cincinnati has yet to play anybody in the conference. And this week, the Houston Cougars will be playing Tulane. They will be playing in New Orleans on Thursday. So that's a couple days. It's a lot of good games on Thursday. We got the Astros. We got the Cougars. We're going to have some football, NFL, you know what I mean? Just, just a lot of stuff going on on a Thursday night, bro. But um, Houston men 4-1, I'm, I'm hoping that we can go in there and dominate Tulane, go 5-1. And, um, and the week after that, we'll play ECU. We should be ECU. I hope there ain't no fall-through game, you know what I mean? And then we'll be playing SMU. SMU is actually number 24 right now in uh, college football. In the AP top 25. And if we can get to SMU and SMU continues to win and U of H wins these next two games, it's going down. It's going down on October 30th. Houston versus SMU in Houston, Texas. And you already know what's going to happen. Houston Cougars going to take over and we're going to show them boys and show out. That's what I'm talking about, Houston. Keep doing your thing. Keep driving the force. Now, a lot of times when people talk about the Houston area and Houston area colleges, these are the colleges that are involved in the Houston areas. These are the colleges that have footprints in the Houston area. And one of those colleges is Texas A&M. So from now on, I will cover Texas A&M as well. The Texas A&M Aggies will be taking on Alabama. Alabama, of course, is ranked number one. They will be playing them on the 9th at 7 o'clock on CBS. You better be looking because Texas A&M might have a small chance to upset Alabama. You know why? Because, and it's at Kyle Field, and it's at College Station. And that means A&M has their 12th man behind them, and Alabama has to beat the 12 instead of just the 11. Good luck, Texas A&M. I know y'all going to lose, but good luck. Get a new quarterback. Moving on. My boys, Rice University, they taking a bye week, which they need. They need to get some things together, figure out what's going on, how they going to get a couple more W's this season, and uh, move forward with that football season. You know, it's one thing I never understood about Rice. If you ever been to Houston, for those that's out of town and that's never been near Rice University, when I say it's like a real Ivy League school, it really is. It's a beautiful campus. And um, 
the stadium is huge. The stadium that they have actually hosted the first Super Bowl in Houston back in, I think, 1971 or 1969, something like that, whatever. It hosted the Super Bowl. The, the stadium is huge. The area is beautiful. Nice hanging trees, willows, all kind of things. I mean, nice big houses, everything. The campus is beautiful. I just never understood why Rice took the route that it took because it should be like Stanford to me, but it's harder to get into Rice than it is to Stanford. But man, I would love to see Rice become some kind of powerhouse for real. Like that would be so nice with that area, with, with what they have to offer and things like that. But hey, moving on, just some side note. Um, TSU, TSU will be playing this week. They will be playing on the ninth as well, and they will be taking on Southern University. And this game will be played in Arlington at the ballpark. So this will be a big game. You know, battle of the bands turning up, but it's up in Dallas this this go-round. Hey, for y'all out there supporting the bands, I know y'all ain't going to see this game because TSU, they only three. And like I said, man, they, they just don't know how to win. But they know how to win on that field when it comes to uh, – Hitting them drums. They know that music. So, I know this is going to be a good one. Because it's Southern and TSU. Be looking out. Now, for my people that love HBU, Houston Baptist University, they 0-4 as well. But, they got another game. Northwestern State. Maybe they can get a W. And, as I look at HBU, you know, um, schedule... In the, the last four games, they, they started out against University of New Mexico. They only lost by 10 points. It was 27-17. And then they played another school. It was 45-13. And they got blown out in that game. But they played PV. PV is undefeated. And they they lost by 10 points in that game, 37-27. And then they played Nichols. And they got blown out, 48-17. So from what I see from HBU, they're very inconsistent. But it seems like the talent is kind of there and maybe – and maybe they just need some better coaching. Because if you in a game like that, and I mean you in a game against a D1 top school, well, I ain't, well they ain't no top school. They far from top school uh, in UNM. But you know what I mean? HBU not having a lot of history in their football program and only down by 10 points, I think it's a lot of good things to shine through right here. I think they just might need to make a couple coaching changes, probably scout a few more players. But... I see HBU, you know, doing something in the near future. Sam Houston. Sam Houston been dominating, and they've been beating up on everybody, man. They they undefeated right now. They 4-0. Um, next game, they take on Lamar. That's going to be a big game down. Uh, it's actually going to be in Sam, at Sam Houston in Huntsville. Um, I look out to see that game because I know it's a lot of, you know, rivalries going through there from Lamar to Sam Houston. Um, it's going to be a, a damn good game. But I got Sam Houston winning that for sure. They could be 5-0 before you know it. With that being said, people, I've covered all of Houston sports. And don't forget, if you want a shout-out, your child need a shout-out, or you want them to have a shout-out, let your boy D-Raw know, and they will be featured on the next episode. You give me a name, some stats, the sport, or you give me an occupation or whatever, you just let me know. And I'll give you a shout out. Also, don't forget to like, subscribe, and just support your boy. Let your friends and family know about D-Raw. 
It's Sports Talk with D-Raw. Follow us at STWD Live on Instagram and Facebook. Love and like the Facebook page. And thank you for listening to Sports Talk with D-Raw.